You're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. You'll hear from PropTech founders, investors, and industry veterans on how they're using tech to change the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. This isn't just another podcast about making money in real estate. This is about how we live. In each episode, you'll hear about the market opportunities and trends driving the industry forward. TechNest is proudly produced by Finn Ledger in partnership with HW Media. And now your host, Nate Smoyer. All right, we got another great episode for you here today. I know I say I say that all the time. I can't help it. I actually really get fired up after these interviews. We got a founder from the Chicago land. Chicago prop tech scene is still producing some cool companies. Brent Hassey, CEO of a company called Flat, flathomecare.com. Flat is working to improve home ownership experience, leveraging data and tech. The company provides a subscription service that includes what they call a wellness check. You know, think of it as like an oil change for your house. And they perform comprehensive maintenance and assessment of a home's condition with the option to book repairs immediately with a network of their vetted partners. Brent breaks it all down for us, some of the common problems within homes, how they're finding uh, the homeowners who want this service, even though this is so new. You know, people aren't necessarily going to Google and looking for home wellness check, preventative maintenance. And he talks about the really the key here, the driver is integrations and partnerships. I know a little thing about that. But it's been working out really well for them, as well as the referral business. You know, they're still a relatively young company, but exciting the, the momentum they have. And uh, listen into this one. I think you'll hear that there's quite a bit of opportunity yet to be unlocked in the preventative home maintenance space. Let's jump to it. Hey, Brent. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Nate? Thanks for having me. It's going really good. You know, uh, I looked at the weather compared to Chicago, because that's where I used to live. Yep. And South Dakota has beaten it, man. It's 50 degrees right now. Can't complain. I, I know. It's been a, a yo-yo here up and down. I think I was in shorts and a sweatshirt maybe a couple days ago, and now I've got the, the parka, hat, gloves, the whole get up now. I'm interested to see how the combination of a third-year El Nino with a polar vortex affects the i don't know if you've been following the meteorological trends oh yeah for this coming winter we're getting conflicting reports of farmer's almanac says it's going to be a hibernation year and others are saying well a third el nino means warmer than usual and i'm like right at that spot where the jet stream could come just up high enough <laughs> and just enough warm enough air where we get no snow and i'm gonna be bummed i've got a new snowblower i'm ready to use it yeah yeah it, once i got some friends that moved out to the suburbs and uh they all have their big massive snowblowers and they're in your boat excited to use it but I'm, I'm still in the city so just shoveling a couple stairs so for me it's uh i've got two kids and one on the way so i'll, I'll be inside majority of the the winter anyways probably just hanging out with them there you go. Quick shout out to Ego Power Tools for uh, supplying me with a snowblower. I got to upload my review later on. But I'm telling you, battery power is the way to go. Well, we're going to talk about home maintenance a little bit here today. Maybe not yeah. specifically on snowblowers, but there'll be some other issues I'm sure will come up. Uh, so Brent, as we always do, the tradition is please introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are and what you do. All right. I'm Brent Hassey, co-founder and CEO of Flat. And what FLAT is, we're a subscription-based solution to ongoing home maintenance and management. 
So we combine technology plus the hands-on boots on the ground to help streamline the completion and routine tasks for your property and everything it needs to stay in good working order. And it's all within one platform. So you can think of it as an oil change, but for your house. All right, we're going to run with that. This is actually the second time we've had a conversation uh, this year uh, where there was an auto, an automobile metaphor uh, used in describing maintenance for the home. I think it's it just makes so much sense. You know, a car costs like 10% of or even less than your house, maybe more, I don't know. But, you know, you, you spend so much more on your house and there's no indicators universally on the health and well-being of things inside the house. And, I, you know, quite frankly, I'm still a little bit ignorant. So talk me through about Let's break down this problem here. What does it really mean practically to be, you know, thinking like a, as an oil change or a wellness check for your home? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So let's let's dive into the, the oil change. When you go there to Jiffy Lube, you know, everyone goes and gets their oil change. Majority of people do. Um, and as you said, though, it's for a car. And it's something you mm-hmm. see, and there's the indicator lights. But when you're there, you're, you're in that tangible oil change, which means you're changing the oil. But then they're also looking at your treads, your rotors, your connections, your fluids, and they're checking everything else while you're already there to go mm-hmm. and help you preventively or proactively go and um, stop some issues that you could have in the future. So that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do with Flat. So with Flat, we have really four cornerstones of our business. We have, this is all built in within the subscription. You have your 360 degree home health report. We have preventative maintenance. We have our hands-on and we have our beyond handy for scopes outside of that with vendors. So for the 360 home health report, that's where we come through the home and we're really looking floor to ceiling, inside, outside, all your utilities, appliances, cataloging everything and creating that baseline for your house to understand the current condition. And with that, that's going back to the, the analogy that's when we're able to go through and be able to check those connections, look at the fluids, Mm. look at your rotors and really see where you're at. So it's custom to each and every home as we're going through that. And then from there, you'd get your wellness report, um, which you could also compare to almost a credit score of identifying, hey, here are a couple of conditions and here's the current condition of your home. Here are some things they could go and improve on. If you like to do that, we're obviously here to help you as well. Very cool. And so outside of, you know, someone walking around, I'm assuming... There, it's more than just like, you know, someone has like a little checklist that they're walking Absolutely. around the house. Like, talk to me about the tech-enabled piece that makes this, you know, fall into the category prop tech. Yeah. So what we've identified is that going through and not having, you know, your trifold carbon copy um, check chart and being able to go through it, being able to go and create that uh, baseline, as I talked about before, and being able to go in and monitor that on the ongoing every six months as when we come out and see if that watermark underneath your um, sink is actually changing or if that watermark in your attic mm-hmm. from your roof is changing. So you're able to go and actually look at those pictures and identify if there are changes with that and be able to go and automatically connect you with those correct vendors to go in and resolve that solution for you. So that's what we're, we're working through now of being able to go and automate as much of this as possible as we're going through that. Um, and then so much of with technology, it's just being able to grab this old operating business model and trying to remove as much friction as possible where you're mm-hmm. no longer making 
tens of phone calls to try to get a hold of somebody. It's a lot easier to try to connect the pieces of the puzzle um, mm-hmm. together with technology. It's being able to leverage that versus being able to go and you know do everything yourself. So that's what we're here to help with. I could have, I, I might need this because you know we have a, <laughs> one of our rentals. It, it's built in 1930, and every. <laughs> Every year, there's something. We do mm-hmm. a good job on keeping up on things, but I mean, it just. I think it's been it had additions. Like there's two, three. There's two additions on the first floor, and then they built a whole new basement underneath one of those additions, and then they built into the attic on one side, and then later on built into the attic on the other side. Wow. You know, so some things are. It's a funky one. You know, it's yeah. a great rental. I'll tell you that. It, it's a great rental. I'm not mad about it, but there's always little things that I wish I would have known when I bought the the property, which is really where my mind goes on this. Is this just inspection side or like, how does this like over the course, like, do I have to get this done every year? Is it every five years? How, like what, what's that yeah. look like on the life cycle for the customer? Yeah. So for the subscription model, we have an annual visit and a biannual visit. So through the, the biannual is the most common one that people move forward with. And as I was talking about the four cornerstones, we're going to do that 360 home health report. Where we're going through identifying, creating your baseline. And then we're coming while we're on site. We're also doing everything else for your home with preventive maintenance. So we'll replace your HVAC filter, replace your smoke detector batteries, snake your sink drains. So all these small items that mm. if done continually and proactively, it will really will save you time and money in the future. And then also while we're on site, this is you know from us listening to our customers and really identifying with them and trying to go and make it just easier to own real estate, whether if it's a homeowner, a landlord, or a short-term rental, is our hands-on service. So while we're on site, you also get a handy project of your choice um, completed what with our home pro while you're on site as well. So that could be recocking your bathtub. It could be us identifying that your GFCI outlet um, in, in your kitchen or in your bathroom actually doesn't function properly. It's not grounded. We can actually go and replace that for you free of charge. Um, I have one of those. You know what? We'll get out there and help you, Nate. The, the tenants, what happens is the renters will call me. It's always like the first month or two, and mm-hmm. it's literally the only time this happens. It'll be new renters, first month or two. Hey, Nate, like all the lights upstairs don't work, but nothing is tripped in the circuit board. I'm like, I know. Uh, go into the bathroom. Okay, you're going to look for this button, and they push the button, and suddenly the bedroom lights turn on. I'm like, look, guys, I agree with you. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. Fixes I, you know, hope it's not a terrible uh, thing here. Okay, so I want to know this, though. Why why the subscription model? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about and from the consumer perspective, because I get yeah. the business side, but like, talk to me about it from the consumer side. Why is the subscription model better than just maybe just being a marketplace or platform where when I have a problem, I call up somebody or I, I shop the platform and just pick a maintenance person to come out and take care of that. Yeah. yeah. So, so the reason why we created the business model, the the way it is with the subscription, um, previous to this, I, I was in the elevator industry and uh, ran elevator company here in Chicago. So the, which has subscription um, maintenance required by state law and national law mm-hmm. to have in there. And what it really does though, it, it ties you both the company and the customer together, um, where it's an ongoing relationship. And what we're able to do with having the subscription base is once we're able to get in there and have picture, video, measurements, identifying these small issues, or if an issue arises in between, we already know all that. So we're not having to come out and resurvey again 
um, or the vendors having to come out and resurvey because we already have all of that digitally here. So we're able to actually save time and money both from the homeowner side and the vendor side. And then for the subscription base, you also have access to all of our vetted home pros and contractors. So it's a hand-selected curated group. For instance, for roofing, we don't do the roofing in-house, but we do have vendors within your zip code that we would recommend that we've all personally talked to, verified insurance, verified reviews, talk to some of their customers, and go in and pass you off to them. Um, so you, subscription side, you're able to go and get that. So we're able to go and keep your home dashboard updated. Um, and then in addition to that, when you do need that hands-on help, our home pros are able to go and assist you at a, a lower rate because you are part of that subscription base um, for our customers. So it, it's easier business model for us to manage. And then for the customer, it's not a transaction where it's amazing the number of customers we have who find us um, on, on Yelp or Google where they've had a random person from a, a third-party site come out and they do a terrible job. We just did one a couple mm. weeks ago with caulking in a shower. Well, guess what? That was transactional. That person goes out there, they do the job, they don't do a good job. It's kind of on you. Versus us, we're here. So as long as you're a customer, um, you get a one-year warranty with with all the work um, that our home pros perform in your house. So it's a good way for us to, again, stay there, stay in front of the customer, and, and really have it be a true relationship versus transactional. Yeah, yeah. I can see the benefit of like, you know, sometimes contractors move on and they mm -hmm. go to a different business or, uh, you know, different vertical, maybe they sell it. Um, but now I'm thinking through it. Like I don't have, I don't have documentation from any of my projects really. Cause I'm not genuinely like, I, I usually have, uh, I get videos or photos from, a one of our renters and I'll, okay, I know who to call for that. And I'll just send a text or a call and mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'll take care of that. And then it's, they send me a photo. It's done. And that's kind of it. Like, I don't really have a central place, but now like you're saying like with the subscription, you not only have like records of that. So like if there is something in the roof, we thought we made the fix and it didn't fix it. You can share the evidence of, Hey, this is what happened to the next contractor. So it's not like this mystery box of like what's happening here, what's going on, which is obviously to the homeowner can, can save a little money of like avoiding repetitive work or troubleshooting the wrong things. Yeah, absolutely. We've also been called, you know, the, I think a lot of companies, um, you know, talk to this or uh, somewhat of a Carfax, but, but for your house. So mm. our, our dashboard is going to be, um, you know, up and going Q1 2023, and that'll be able to go and help identify anything that you put in or anything that flows to our platform um, would be able to go and show up in your report. So it's something 24 seven, you'd have access to like that live feedback of your home of yep. if you did have a contractor come out for the roof. You know, you could upload that and see exactly what that is. So then going forward, you have it. Um, and that it's really beneficial too when you're looking to, to sell your home because A, you you know what needs to be done prior to listing. Um, and also yep. you're kind of handing over that 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 binder of sorts of, of work that's been completed with who did the work. So then the, the new homeowner is able to go and go through that. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the common, like the most common problems you're seeing from homes and well maybe let's back up a little bit talk to me about the profile homes that you're you're seeing yeah. uh, gain adoption with i don't know if there's like uh you know a persona that fits that or if it's a home type and then what are the most common problems that you're seeing is like the repetitive preventative maintenance or ongoing maintenance pieces that otherwise would probably got forgotten about yeah um, as far as the, the traditional home, we've seen between the 2,000 to 3,500 square foot home. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd say that middle, upper, upper middle class home, um, usually from a customer profile, 
it's dual income households. So people that don't have the, the time to go and take care of some of this stuff. So they, they mm. may have the know-how. Majority of the time, it's, it's a lot of people who have moved out of the city, um, which I, I might be part of that group here in a couple, couple of years, but um, moving to the Come city. Come on out. There's room in the hills, man. <laughs> moving from the city with you have a property <laughs> manager or a landlord who yep. it's really easy. You pick up the phone call and said, hey, the outlet's not working next to my uh, in my kitchen. Could you come out and fix it? And it's done. Your responsibility is over. But when you're a homeowner, you don't even know who to call or what's right or what's wrong. So that's where we've been able to go in and help educate as well as, as going through that. As far as most common, I'd say smoke detectors. Um, a big oh. safety thing that we look at, smoke detectors, where smoke detectors that are 20 years old, um, you are recommended to replace a smoke detector every 8 to 10 years. Um, State of Illinois actually in 2023 is going to be passing something that um, I believe it requires but highly recommends um, the 10-year lithium batteries. So then it's really forced. And the reason behind wow. that is that it's forcing you to go and replace that smoke detector when that battery fails. Um, because just because your battery is working properly and you test it doesn't mean that maybe some other component in there is not working properly. So when we're in homes, we test it. Um, we take them down. We, we take a look at the inspection date or manufacturer date course document all that and then we bring it to your attention um to go and replace it and it, it is also shocking the the lacking number of smoke detectors sometimes in certain areas you know garage kitchen very common areas that you would expect a smoke detector come on um, now you're making me a little like i'm, I'm like looking around looking i'm thinking around. about shoot i gotta i don't know if i have one in the garage to be honest with you yeah yeah so it's some areas and it's just bring it to, to someone's attention to be able to go and, and do that and that's a big portion of what we do is, is the education Mm. Um, aspect of it yeah I, you know it, it's it's interesting you say that because some of these things have been, i've personally been thinking about you know last week i was uh repairing a gap in between the sidewalk and the outside of uh, our garage foundation you know it's uh, 10 years old or so and because of that there's been a little bit of a gap that's built and i know on heavy snow and then melt some of that water is going to try and work its way into my garage. So I'd, yeah. I just would rather avoid that. But I was thinking too, I was like, man, I just would like, can just someone else come out and do this? I'd be willing to pay for it because honestly, I don't have to figure out which are the right products to use. I don't have to figure out which ones I should trust. I don't have to, you know, learn the application of absolutely everything top to bottom in the house. But also I value protecting my investment. I value protecting you know, this asset that we have, I know some are going to say, Nate, it's your primary. It's not an asset, but that's fine. But the point is like, you know, I want to keep it up with it. And, you know, it's tough with both my wife working full time than having, you know, too many hobbies to, to count on one hand. Um, talk to me a little bit about like, just as far as building this as a business, mm -hmm. it's a subscription business. You're working with consumers. You have to maintain a vetted network of contractors. What's the hardest part about all that? Yeah, the hardest part um, from the, the beginning for homeowners wanting to do anything proactive um, of being able to go and talk through the proactive maintenance. But that's really where we've uh, differentiated ourselves is that it's not saying, oh, it's a, just the assessment. It's the assessment teamed up with really everything else. Um, mm -hmm. Finding that the home pros, um, which would be handy people within any certain geographical area, has actually been a, a great part of, of finding of working through with flat 
because I thought it was going to be the most difficult. But actually, there are so many people out there um, that are excellent at what they do, and they just know Mm -hmm. um, how a home is supposed to run through years and years of owning their own home. Um, So these are retired building engineers, current building engineers, professional handymen um, who really go and gravitate towards flat because what we're doing – a lot of them, when we talk through the business model with them, when they're coming on board, they said, man, I had this idea. Or, man, how has this not existed before? So mm. it's there, and, the, and that always makes me feel good, is when these people that are in their customers' homes time and time again uh, hear our business model, and it really resonates with them, and they jump yeah. on board and, and really push forward with that. Because for them, they're up to come, come through, and it's not the, the back-breaking work of you know hanging drywall or, or sometimes crawling up in an attic trying to fix something where it is they're able to use their brain and, and really go and help uh the homeowners and then they're able to come through and if there are small fixes they're of course teed up perfectly to go and uh, and help that customer with that as well we talked a little about uh, or quite a bit about homeowners here but naturally my brain is going and wondering all kinds of things of could this work for mom pop landlords? Could this work for property management companies? Can this be applied to commercial offices or something along those lines? Are there additional applications or is that something further down on the on the roadmap? No, you, you hit it right on the head, Nate, as, as usual. So we've, we actually have um, started seeing a lot of traction in the DIY landlord space along with the short-term rental space. Um, so DIY landlords... I know I've you know listened to your podcast obviously before. Depending on the stats you're looking at, I mean I've heard upwards of eighty percent of rentals are from you know mom pop single family rental, yeah, single family. So it's yep. uh, it's a huge market that really doesn't have. There's a lot of options out there for you to lease your um, lease your house, lease your home, be able to collect rent, go through and background check, but very few just on that operation side. So by no means are we a property manager. But we are a tool in the tool belt for your DIY landlords. So we're actually going through your home and making sure that your investment is staying put. But it's not just making sure your investment is holding its value. It also says something to your tenant that you are willing to invest in this proactive maintenance to have somebody come mm-hmm. out and take a look at this property that you're not living in. They are. Um, and it really does help them retain the tenant and have a much better customer interaction. Because it is even being – you know I. Living in Chicago with a uh, landlord previously with when I was living with friends when I was younger, you're always a little uh, difficult conversations I have with the landlord at times if you don't like the way something is. But being able to tell a third party is a lot easier where some people don't want to have that conflict. We're actually allowing them to go and say, hey, actually, yeah, the shower head wasn't working properly. Could you take a look at it? Mm-hmm. And we're able to go there and help them. And then for the short-term rental market, kind of the same thing where a lot of them have the cleaning crews who come through and see that as a good enough option to go through and verify the condition of their asset. But the cleaning crew is simply doing that. They're coming through and cleaning. Yeah, they'll let you know if there's a hole yep. in the drywall, but they're not, let, they're not changing out your filter. They're not letting you know that there's um, rust now forming on the top of the water heater. And all of these secondary identifiers are stuff that we're able to look yeah. at, let them know, and replace proactively. Because for a short-term rental, Airbnb, one of the biggest prop tech companies in the world, Yep. They're always signing with the tenant or with the customer, not with the owner, because they want to make sure this everyone stays happy. So if you're able to go and if your water heater's out, or your AC goes out, or if you're having other issues, that's going to cost you money because um, you're going to have to refund that that customer. 
So being yeah. able to do this proactively is a way to do it. And we're also starting to pilot, um, actually, while our home pros are in the house, doing a dollhouse 3D imaging of the property for people who don't actually live in that area Whoa. to go through. So, Nate, you're, if you're a property here in Chicago, um, upon each visit, you'd get your link to go and actually virtually walk that property. Um, and then you'd have our notes alongside with that. So you could actually see your property um, twice a year, which is a, a great way, again, going back to short-term and long-term rental to actually go through and um, control that asset, but also making sure that the the money that they have for, for any damages is, is being used properly. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, thanks for going into those details. It kind of makes me go think a little bit more on other distribution strategies here. I mean, obviously you have different customer uh, angles to go and, you know, there's quite a bit of difference between, you know, the schedules of maintenance for long-term rentals and short-term rentals. Um, But, you know, curious about like how you're getting that traction. I don't know what this category is called. I'm, I'm guessing people don't go to Google and type in, you know, uh, oil change for house. Yeah, probably not the term. So how are, how are customers finding you? Do you have other distribution channels? And, you know, specifically, I could hear a lot of potential here for integrations and partnerships. Is that something that you guys are leveraging? Yeah, that that's really how we're growing um, the fastest right now is through B2B partnerships. So through B2B partnerships, we're able to go and actually cast a much wider net with some some partners, whether it's brokerages, insurance companies, other prop tech companies that are having this as an add-on service because they see Mm -hmm. the value to their customers be able to go through that. And through the B2B markets, we're actually able to go in and pick up on that network effect of growing our business in new markets as well because of the the homes and the partnerships that that we're building. So B2B has really been um, a strong growth strategy for us and we can definitely continue to do that. Got a couple NDAs with um, some proactive home maintenance categories as well to go through that. And actually, some companies are using us almost as a marketing play with a co-branded experience being able to go hmm. and, and use us to stay in front of their customers twice a year with some tangible hands-on um, co-branding where you're not just getting a quarterly newsletter magazine, which you're going to throw away, but you're mm-hmm. actually getting someone out there to snake your sink drains, replace your, your air filter, going through all of that with that co-branded logo. So you're actually providing more value to your customers and trying to bring them back to you. So um, the B2B is definitely a great option that we've had a lot of success with, as well as a direct-to-consumer. And that's the beauty of, of that is once you're able to get into these new markets, um, going direct-to-consumer is a great way to go. And in, in Chicago, at least, so much of our um, business is really from referrals. Um, people talk mm. to their neighbors about it, us going and ringing the doorbell next door and um, having them talk with their neighbor about it. Um, that's been definitely our, our number one growth strategy. And yeah, as, as you pointed out, we're not a, a big SEO company right now because no one's looking for proactive home maintenance subscription for my house to save me money. So <laughs> and, and eventually they will be. Uh, do, do you guys use vehicles, like special cars as part of your uh, marketing? We, we, we don't. So, so right now for our home pros, they're, they're using their, their own vehicles. Their own vehicles. Um, but okay. they do have, obviously, the, the flat. We have flat um, bags. What if you came up with something sure. like the Lyft mustache? Do you remember that? Ooh, I do. Oh, yeah. So early on, that. Lyft would give that big 
fuzzy purple mustache that they would put on the like front it. of their cars. And it got attention. It, it certainly, uh, I don't know, what what would you do? I mean, that would be an Maybe interesting a, thing to yeah, see. Yeah, a nice, a nice coral hard hat or something we could do right on the top. There you go. Oh, yeah, make it magnet. It's got to be a real strong yeah. magnet, though, because otherwise, yeah. you know, that's going to... That's just going to walk somewhere. But uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, I think if Honeywell or Roto-Rooter is uh, listening in here, it makes a ton of of sense. I was actually immediately thinking through like on air filters, you know, whoever the, I don't know who manufactures air filters, but what an easy way to sell it. I mean, if it's twice a year, it's on the, I think you have to replace them four times a year, but either way, I mean, it makes a ton of sense to those partnerships and integrations working that way. Um, yeah, we we actually have a, a partnership with uh, Second Nature, so they're a, a shout out to the Second business. Nature guys. Yeah. Andrew knows everybody, so we're we're working with them again for a homer. So yeah, we're coming out twice a year to replace your filter, which at least guarantees it's going to happen twice a year. Should happen quarterly if you have a lot of animals or allergies yep. monthly. Um, but they're able to go and uh, you know sign up with us. We'll go and obviously get some some great discounts. But they do a great job with with that as well. Yeah, um, I, I've had nothing but good interactions with anyone from that company over there. When you're talking with customers, I'm curious uh, on the after, I'm assuming there's some sort of like collecting information afterwards. What are some of the top reasons people say like, you know, I went with you guys for this. And then what are people most happy about uh, post-service? Yeah, we, we actually set up calls if they want to for every single visit. You're able to go and talk with one of our home concierge. Um, managers be able to go and actually walk through your report with you because you know it is a lot um, and usually people are hiring us because they don't know what they don't know mm-hmm. um, so that's really where we get most of the customer feedback which is also great for our business to be able to go and help change things in real time because um, we are still so small and, and young being able to be nimble and do that but the, the feedback honestly a lot of the times is oh i didn't know that and that could be referring to where their water water shutoff valve is, where their sump pump is. Um, just yep. the, these items that you kind of take for granted if you are in the home services industry that you know about. Um, those items, we're able to go and really point that out to the to the customer and let them know that maybe a crack in the ceiling um, or a perceived crack in the ceiling, they were wondering if their ceiling, if their bedroom set is going to fall through the ceiling, when it's really just some pop drywall tape. And it's all in between. And that's a, a real conversation I had when I was first piloting this project a couple of years ago. So um, it, it really is that um, that side of the business, just being able to help people and, and educate yeah. them on, on those their homes specifically. Of all the ideas that you've had and maybe experiments you've run, are there any that you can share that maybe didn't go as you'd planned or uh, you were just wrong on your hypothesis to start that you can yeah. share? I'd say um, we've recently pivoted within the last six months. Uh, we started initially having a home concierge aspect to this. Um, so when I say a home concierge, that's where we'd be able to call. And essentially, it's a, a property manager for uh, mm. for your home. So anything, you'd be able to call up and say, hi, my H- or my uh, my HVAC is not working. Can you get somebody out here? And then we'd be the ones making those phone calls because I've just personally had horrible experience um, trying to get a hot water heater replaced, going to you know all the, the big sites that everyone goes to typically, um, call eight people, 
No one called me back. I followed up. Yep. Three actually yep. called me back. All three said, I'll give you a quote. No one gave me a quote. It was just a <laughs> terrible experience. Um, and I said, man, we really do. This is an opportunity here where I would pay extra um, to have somebody just manage this for me. And we knew it was going to be difficult from a uh, communication standpoint. And then coming from my previous previous life of elevators, um, being able to work, work with multiple contractors, trying to coordinate that, um, that home concierge really anything uh just just did not work out the the customer interactions um were always delayed whether it's from the vendor side from the customer side there's really no good way to go and have a very good experience from the vendor from our Mm. standpoint and from the customer standpoint so that's how we've adjusted that where we still have there was still value in those vendors and you know what the vendors who are great in your area are the ones who communicate well as well. So the issue there is just being able to find those vendors. So that's when now we're able to go and actually have our homeowners contact those vendors directly. You get Mm -hmm. rid of the middleman and you're actually able to have a much better customer experience. So that all came from us talking with customers um, throughout this whole process as well. And um, it's actually been a a great turning point for the business because it obviously makes it significantly more scalable. And it's something we could always add back over time. Yeah, very cool. What a lesson and insights to take away from something like that. Um, what are some of the markets you, you mentioned? Chicago, but are you, you yeah. nationwide? Are you zeroing in on a few different markets? So uh, Q1, hopefully we're, we're having our second conversation, you and me, Nate, sometime next year. I could talk about the different markets, but we are um, current conversations to be expanding to three markets on the East Coast. Um, and then also possibly out in Denver. And I'm a big skier um, last couple of years, so I, I don't mind that at all. So really looking forward to that. Um, and then within the next two years, um, Florida, Texas, um, just some great markets, a lot of a lot of single-family homes down that way, a lot of mm-hmm. technology, a lot of great partners that are focusing in that area. And as I said before, the, the B2B partnerships um, have just been great. So I, I see us growing wherever wherever they grow as well. You gonna run a contest like the uh, Amazon uh, uh, warehouse location? Wasn't it? Was it? It was I, Amazon, right? I don't know. I haven't heard this. Or, yeah, it was. Well, I think it was Amazon. Yeah, it was Amazon. Amazon was like, "Hey, where? What city should we put our next headquarters in?" And <laughs> and they had all these cities oh, like yeah. bending over backwards and tax breaks. And then the reality was they like. They gave it to two cities or, or like two and a half or something like that. Um, they, Nashville they being one of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cities were doing everything they could to like woo it in and how many jobs it was going to be. And that was before the world turned upside down. <laughs> to think yeah. about that was normal. Oh, man. Yeah, no, Not we're, we're going to go uh, definitely where, where the business is. And the business is, you know, driven by our partnerships as well and be able to dive into that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely taking a very strategic approach to the growth. When you try and estimate the total addressable market here, what is that number? How do you go about figuring out what's up for grabs in the when we, you know the preventative marketing or preventative home maintenance space? Yeah, uh, for for just consu- just the consumer side, like you know. So, what is that number? And then also, like, how do you go about trying to figure out what that is? I mean, from our, from our standpoint, the, the optionality behind our business is, uh, is large. Um, 
obviously the goal to to be able to get into homes, prove your worth and value. And then from that point on, you're able to actually go and have a lot of different optionality, um, mm-hmm. whether it's with insurance, with different utilities, different partners mm-hmm. to be able to go and, and tie all into our program um, and our platform to make it even easier. So the total addressable market, I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, in the, the, the billions of the home services market. And, and there's really a way, mm-hmm. if you're able to have that, that central location for everything related to your home, there's a way to, to go through that. And even a, a fintech angle of being able to go and look at, look at your home because it's constantly being evaluated, you'll be able to go and get an assessed price on your home through all of our data and be able to go in and possibly get that next mortgage, be able to go and take money out for home equity mm. line of credit and be able to, to do that a lot quicker and easier by being able to to grab the data from our platform mm-hmm. and be able to tie that in again through through so, some sort of partnership. So um, we, we see a way really into tapping into all aspects of that as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I want to I want to shift into the bottom segments of the show here. All right, uh, we're going to jump into for the future. For the future is when I get to ask each guest who comes on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. Brent, are you ready to play? All right, I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Question number one: What does flat look like one year from now? One year from now. One year from now. Um, Definitely be across the country. I'm not saying every state, but definitely in our hand-selected areas. And really have our automation be um, as, as big as, as possible. Right now, it's we're using almost like a, a human, an HMI, human machine interface, being able mm-hmm. to go and get majority of that to more of an automated system and just being able to build up our database as much as possible as far as these smaller repairs, pricing, in hours and geographical location to be able to go and convert that for that customer of repair sooner um, than anybody else could. So that's, that would be the goal there and have all that be available on our platform. Like I said, which is going to be coming out Q1 of uh, 2023. Very cool. Number two, the big one here. uh, Uh How long until flat is in 1 million homes? 1 million homes. You know what? It's, I, I'd say that within, I'll, I'll say five years, Nate. We got five years to get into a million homes. That, that's, that's a lot of homes in a quick amount of time. Um, but the, the network effect of this, um, I, I really do see that that actually being possible to do and be able to grow in these different areas. And especially with so much of the of real estate going now to not so much of, but some of it going to the fractional ownership and these larger businesses owning so many homes, um, be able to tie in with these different uh, platforms and solutions really is going to help accelerate the growth as well. Yeah. I, you know, I think 1 million homes is a lot in five years, but I also think it is doable. I mean, it's not like there's a, you're going to run out of homes to pitch the service to. (laughs) You got it. It's, it's an, it's an aggressive (laughs) one, but we've got an aggressive team here. Get it. All right. Number three, what's one industry trend you think will continue, but you wish would go away? I would say the, the just basically the elimination of the starter home, um, where it seems like so many early, um, so many homes are getting bought by these larger groups and being flipped and really just getting priced out of that, that good starter home for families to start building that generational wealth um, and equity with, within these homes. So, I don't have a solution for it, um, but really would like to see the starter homes in you know good areas be able to still be there to 
people to really start and, and start getting their roots and like I said, just start really building on that financially. All right. And the final one on for the future, what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of tech advances? I think we're already, we're, we're definitely well on the way. Um, but really just the whole closing process for a house, um, when I've, like I said, I have a couple investment properties and just having to sit there and sign documents for over an hour, it seems like when there's really, uh, should be a simpler way to do this. Um, so whether it's the, the blockchain, fractional ownership, being able to have a simple transfer of ownership of a home um, without all of the, the paperwork and unnecessary legal escrow, any, anything like that, to be mm-hmm. able to, to simply do that as we buy stuff off Amazon every day, being able to go and purchase a home truly that, that easily as far as the paperwork is concerned. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this is something that I've, I've been, at least on the insurance side, learning more and more about of some of the things that hold up that transaction mm-hmm. and, um, there's still there's just so many people to bring along in that process i think uh we're still so far out <laughs> we are in, in, it's in possible COVID, but not in mass yeah in, in covid definitely accelerated a lot of that and it's it's amazing the even the docusign um just being able to, to do that how much that has helped so yeah. at least people are seeing it's possible now i know the regulatory it's government it does take time um, but the technology is there and, you know, hopefully in my lifetime, you know, we'll be able to go in and do something as, as easy as buying something on Amazon. In a few weeks, I've got a discussion coming up with the team from Roofstock on chain and, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and plug in a, an episode of my own. That's fine. I can do that here, but yeah. we're going to be talking about some of those issues. Now it's not necessarily a plug or promotion of blockchain and crypto. And quite frankly, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff, but one of the things we're going to talk about is the necessary requirements in order to button click buy home and how that transaction can actually take place online and really be a, like a near instant transaction for those who are seeking that. And it is quite quite an interesting way of executing that. So we'll get into those details for those who are wanting more on that. Well, Brent, we're going to jump to the last three. These are questions yeah. for our listeners to get to know you just a little bit better. First one here, what are you writing? What am I writing? Reading. Sorry about that. Oh, what are reading. you reading? <laughs> um, super, de- super founders. I say super data. Uh, super founders. So a newer book talking about um, basically how billion dollar companies use data. Um, I'm a big oh. real, real world example kind of guy. I learn more through stories and hearing how other people achieve their goals. Um, so it, it's a great book. I'm about halfway through it. Um, really just learning about a bunch of different companies that I honestly didn't know existed and had obviously successful exits, but it's less about the exit and more about the story and the journey um, and learning from other people's success and failures. So it, it's mm. been great. Um, also, whenever someone asks me about what I'm reading or what I like to read, um, Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference, I said is a, a must for for anyone who's in any FBI sort of- FBI hostage negotiator <laughs> himself. <laughs> It's uh, it, it's it's great. Even just from a personal standpoint, it's a, yeah. it reads it reads very easily. Um, it's almost like a story. So 
uh, anyone like myself who's not a, a big reader pr- probably only get through you know handful of books a year, but but do enjoy it, and it's a good one for people to to get into. I love it. Uh, number two, who are you learning from? It's been amazing. The other CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs—not only Chicago, but really around uh, the country that I've talked to, even across—I've talked to somebody in London as well through my network. Um, other founders, it, it's been great, and how welcoming everyone is to actually sit down with you and share your stories. I just had a um, a meeting today with the founder of a company who just closed their Series B, and he made thirty minutes available for me in the middle of the day before he's leaving for a conference next week to go and talk through just mm. any of my struggles or seeing where we're going. Um, and it's something that's just been amazing. It's very different than the corporate world of truly being able to have someone like yourself, even Nate, you and I have talked before, um, mm-hmm. just being able to, to reach out and have a genuine conversation and learn from each other and being so open to go and introduce you to other people. Um, it's been great. So I'd say other founders um, within the space that have been great. And that's, that's what I'm learning from. Very cool. And, you know, I try to tell people don't sleep on the Chicago prop tech scene because it is truly uh, filled with a lot of uh, really great talent and a lot of cool things come out of Chicago. I'm not there anymore, but I, I still root. Yep. I root for Chicago, mostly because I'm from Philly, man. So I'm not going to root for New York and I'm not definitely not going to root for anything come out of California. So, you know, it's just what it is. It's just how yeah. it's in my blood, but, you know, it's in it your blood. blood. <laughs> All right. Last one here, Brent. What inspires you? All, I mean, without a doubt, my, my family, um, my wife being able to go and allow me to go and, and take this journey. I've, like I guess I said, I always want to do, you know, build my own company. I was the kid in junior high selling, you know, candy or trying to do the, the brackets. Um, so it's really been uh, amazing and very lucky to, ha- to have her, uh, you know, being able to go in keep crushing her job and allow me to take this. Uh, but I'll also go back to my other answer, the other CEOs and founders and um, everyone else within the, the tech space has just been, been amazing. And it, it wants you, they want to keep you in it. Um, Cause the more people that, that you have in the space, you know, rising tide lifts all ships. So they want to keep you in this. They don't want you going back to corporate America, stay here, gut it out. And we're here mm-hmm. to help you. So uh, those other founders definitely inspire me as well. Awesome. Brent, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for breaking it down. Uh, you've given me quite a few things personally to think of uh, <laughs> that maybe I wasn't thinking through clearly enough. Um, when you guys do decide to expand to the great Silicon Prairie of South Dakota, I, I like uh, let that. me know. Uh, at least I, I might be able to find you one customer. Before we go here, uh, for those who want to get in touch with you, learn more about Flat, where do they go? How do they do that? Um, yeah, uh, website flathomecare.com. Um, feel free to email me. It's Brent, B-R-E-N-T, at flathomecare.com. And LinkedIn, um, like I said, people have been so gracious at opening up their arms to me on LinkedIn and cold emails and cold messages. Um, so I, I'll definitely be paying that forward. Um, Brent Hassey on LinkedIn and looking forward to getting to meet some new people. Awesome. And, and those links will be in the description if you check out the podcast on technos.io. Uh, until next time and hopefully uh, maybe we'll get a chance to grab a cup of coffee next time I'm in Chicago but we'll see you around sounds good thanks Nate well thanks for listening to the Tech Nest Podcast you can always get future episodes delivered to you directly by subscribing to the podcast in your favorite app store 
You can also join the newsletter. Head over to technest.io or finledger.com slash newsletters to get all future episodes, updates, and more sent to you right in your inbox. Last but not least, we appreciate your support. Please go ahead and give us a rating and review in your app store. This helps others discover the podcast and know that it's a great, worthy listen. We'll see you next week.